Welcome to Let's Do Lunch, a podcast about life, tech, trends, insert non sequitur here, and whatever else comes up. I'm Jared. And I'm John. And you are the listener. The chosen few. The proud. The bold. Those who sift through a few NC-17 ratings to discover this, the finest jewel of discourse. Those who don't really mind those sloppy eating sounds. Who dare to join two average white nerds in a lunch conversation. For the next hour, you're one of us. Like, metaphorically, right? I'm still John? Not now, John. Save the banter for the lunch. Today on Let's Do Lunch. If your wife gives you a celebrity pass... Yeah. Who would that celebrity pass be for? So if she's in Wednesday Garb, send her on my way. Well, I and mean, then I'll ask my wife. Oh, that's a big price to pay for second place. <laughs> uh, another thing that, that you and I will care about. Have you heard the latest news about um, Game of Thrones? No. So the season originally was supposed to start like towards the end of this year. Got pushed back to maybe March. Well, I just heard that now they're pushing it back to May of 2019 to start the last season. Are they, are they waiting for uh, George R. R. Martin to die? I, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for the dragon to, to fully thaw. I, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a play off of last season's finale. But, okay. Um, I, I think they said it was because they have special effects um, issues. Like they're trying to make it look really good and there's a lot of special effects stuff going on. And so they're doing more post-production. That's what I heard. But now we're going to have to wait until, all the way until the end of the school year, basically, for the last season to get started. I don't mind waiting. It's a long wait. I've barely noticed. I've got got other TV shows that I can watch. Well, just uh, Better Call Saul made its season come back. Okay, I didn't didn't watch a single episode of that. Not, Not even the first season? No. Oh. Wow. You know what I am watching that I would recommend uh, you probably get your kids on and yourself on in get the next uh, couple, of, couple of years. DuckTales. The original they're, or the new comeback? The new one. They're doing uh, it They're doing it pretty well. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not enjoying kids' shows anymore. I'm sorry. I'm just not. This is like a, a late... This is a show that we would probably watch... When uh, when, was, we, when we were getting into our high school. Oh yeah, yeah no no. I mean, I would totally have watched it back then. I still liked Tiny Toon Adventures going into high school. Who didn't? Right. Come I on. mean, I, I appreciated the humor. I just don't think that show would appeal to me anymore. I really don't. I'm not too good for it. I mean, I love Rick and Morty. You know the. Uh, the animation thing doesn't bother me. It's just There's, I don't feel like that appeals to me. Um, in in one of the recent episodes. Uh, there's there's a, a, an adventure guy named Gearloose. I don't know if you remember him from the Ducktales. I do not. Is he a duck as well? Yeah, yeah, sort of. He's got the the like the stork beak. Not a stork. He's got he's got a weird beak. He's not a duck like all of the others. Oh, okay. He's, he's I the guy remember. that invented Gizmo Duck. I do remember Gizmo Duck. Most people remember. You know who's voicing? I had forgotten about him. You know who's voicing Gizmo Duck? No. The guy who does Hamilton, Lin Manuel Miranda. Really? So they have they That's have celebrities. Odds. Odd you know, choice. you know the dean from Community, Jim yes. Academy Award Jim winning. Jim Parsons? No, not Parsons. Academy Award winning Jim Rash. Rash. That is the voice of of uh, Gearloose. Oh. So this this scientist Gearloose yeah. um, happens to stumble on Donald Duck, and Donald Duck is try is doing his little quack quack quack, and he's trying to explain a plan 
that he has. And Gearloose is like, oh, well, this has got to stop right now. And he takes a pill and shoves it down Donald Duck's throat so, talks normal. so that he can talk. And they got Don Cheadle to do Donald Duck's voice. Don Cheadle. See, now, all three of those big stars, all three of them do not have voices that I picture matching the look of the character. It Honestly, works. I don't. It, it works. I don't see it. those Lin-Manuel Miranda as Gizmo. I don't see how that works. I, I, I'm not saying it won't work because I haven't seen it, but that's just such an odd pick in my mind. And Jim Rash, his voice just doesn't strike me as... I just, I just don't see it. And Don Cheadle for, for Donald Duck? I don't see it, man. I, I, That's I, so weird. They only have one season out right now, and then they've done the finale, and then yeah. they're going to move on. I they saw have. that it was coming. I saw that it come out. I knew of it, but... Mm-hmm. You know, there's one show that I can't believe I kind of enjoy watching with my kids, and I never would have picked it, and I still won't really it's, watch it on my own. You're talking about My Little Pony. I know you're talking about My no, Little Pony. No, I'm not a brony. It's worse, actually. <laughs> It's Barbie Dreamhouse. Oh, no. It is surprisingly funny. It is way funnier than I thought it would be. It's a digital animation one. Uh-huh. It sort of has that toys sort of style of digital animation. You mean Toy Story? Toy Story, yeah. Um, and, and the Barbie characters, they're, they're not toys in this, like, like they would be in Toy Story. Uh, but it has that sort of quality of animation. And uh, it's humor. It's, it's self, it has that fourth wall break kind of style of humor. It's a very self-aware humor. Um, and it's just really funny. And I can't believe how funny it is. My kids watch it. And I don't know if they appreciate the humor like I do. But I'm like, I'm surprised when I walk by and I see the kids watching it. And I'll sit for five minutes and I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, I am shocked at how good. It's like Barbie Welcome to the Dream House or something like that. Okay. I'm embarrassed to say I kind of like that show. All right, well, I'll get you a T-shirt for Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> so that was our little TV timeout. Yeah. I guess that was nice. I mean, we've got, we've got, we can talk about Simpsons, too. I got all kinds Let's of Let's do Simpsons. Stuff. Let's go Simpsons. I got, some, um, I got a question for you this week, too. I have a question for you. Mine's, mm, I think you might get it, but okay. we'll see. Should so we do that now? Who's first? Let, let me Let's go see. first so I don't forget mine. Okay. I'm saving my chips for later. All right. All right. Um, all right, so here's my question. Hopefully you'll get this one. Uh-huh. Who owns Barney's Bolorama? Um, I thought you already asked me that one, and Did it's I? uh, it's it's not Barney, but he named it after his cousin who is Barney, or his nephew who is Barney, and it's like Lou or something like that. That's all I got. It is Barney's uncle. Yeah, that owns it, and it's never been said in an episode. Uh huh. That he named it after his nephew Barney, but it's sort of almost implied. But no, it's never actually been no, spoken. No, he of. never said it. But Barney said, "My uncle owns the place. Yes, I'll he get does. You a job there." But we don't know why he named why his uncle named it Barney's Bolorama. We never know that. Okay. But the uh, the writers in, in one of those commentaries did say that originally they thought it'd be funny that Barney owned it. Yeah. But it didn't pan out. It didn't work for the character. But they kept the name. 
And so it's sort of assumed that maybe his uncle just loved him so much that he named it after him. Sure. That was in Maggie Makes Three, maybe, that episode. Maybe that's why um, Barney said, don't cry for me, I'm already dead, is he thought that he was going to own a bowling place and he didn't anymore, so now he feels that his life is worthless. Even though that was from a different episode with no relation? Well... There's there's a relation in that they're both Barney's character. But you you nailed that one. I was afraid that one might have been too easy, but I recently watched And Maggie Makes Three, and I thought, well, do it for her versus Don't Forget You Here Forever. Yeah. But that would be too easy. You'd definitely Way get that one. Um, I've, I've made that uh, on with pictures on my computer. Have you? With, with other pictures. Yeah, that's good. Do it for her. I, I, I had a couple that were kind of, I don't know. I just decided to go with that one, and that, that was a little hanging fruit, but you needed a win, so yeah. you got it. Um, this isn't my question for you, but I, okay. wanted, to, I wanted to point out, I rewatched a Homer's Mom's episode. Oh, yeah. And his mom is never named in that episode. They don't say her name is Mona? Never. There? They pull out a bunch of uh, driver's licenses, and it says Mona Simpson and Mona Sims, but they never address her as her name, and she never identifies, my name is Mona. Even even Grandpa, when he first sees her, well, yeah, he doesn't call her by her. First he doesn't name, call does he? her by her first no, name doesn't. once. Yeah, I wonder if they honestly didn't know what her name was going to be at yeah. the time. I, I look for stuff like that ever since Fight Club, with that big <laughs> twist. Like I have I have a terrible time with people's names, and then like Fight Club made me realize I should really pay attention to what the narrator calls themselves right at the beginning. And then pay attention to that stuff. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Interesting. I learned a lesson from Fight Club. <laughs> I feel like I should rewatch Fight Club. It's a good show. So, to rewatch her. So here's my question for you. Oh boy. Okay. In because I've been rewatching these now. In Homer versus Patty and Selma. Oh, okay. That's which a good one. Is is one of the best, one of the best episodes. It in, is. In, it is a uh, history. Yeah, it's part of the um, canon for sure. Uh. <laughs> Marge is excited that Homer and uh, Patty and Selma are all hanging out together, and she says, I'm going to go make the most international coffee in the house. What is the most international coffee in the house? Oh, my gosh. It's not Colombian, is it? Are you trying to... You're trying to trick me into giving something away. Uh, it won't work. No, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to guess Colombian, but it's probably wrong. The most international house coffee in the house that Marge left to go to go make choice. is Montreal Morn. Montreal Morn. And then she comes back and says, I'm sorry, we only have Nescafe. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> That's so Marge. Yeah, you got you bested me on that one. I'm gonna okay, you know, I've decided I'm not giving you the little hanging fruit anymore. I'm going back to my vicious questions like I had before. Yeah. It's time to it's time to come out swinging now that you've uh you know, oh, yeah. you're, no, not, I'm, you're not I'm pulling prepared. your punches anymore. Well, I mean, so. it's been, I've had a month to prepare. That's true. While you were lazily, you know, getting yourself physically fit and dripping yeah. off your, your, your weight. Dripping my fat away. Yeah. Yeah, that's why there's always oil slicks when I'm done using the treadmill. Around me, there's oil slicks everywhere. It's horrible. Do you clean up after? Do you like I have a little down? waggy. Okay. So my wife found an amazing website entitled Eats Like a Duck. Does that have anything to do with the Simpsons it quote? Is, it is related to the Simpsons. I'd say it's more like a duck because uh, they don't swallow when they chew. Um, it is all of the foods that have been listed on the Simpsons. Oh my gosh. And people have tried to make them. 
That is insane. Like uh, the Happy Cracker Snack Platter. Um, the uh, Million Dollar Birthday Fries are on there. How about that um, Phineas the, the Good Morning Butterfats uh, ice cream? You know the Phineas Cute Butterfats or whatever it's called? Oh, they yeah. That, I guess I guess it might be on that's there. That's got to be in there. So how about a Flaming Mo? Flaming Mo is that's there. That's got to be that's, in there. That's obviously there. Fried sugar. Twinkie aged for one year plus several months. Buttered bacon with baconed up sausage. Oh, yeah. Didn't they do the thing where Homer, like, wrapped... Only 35-calorie rice cake? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's piled high. That's right. Didn't, wasn't there an episode where Homer took a cube of butter and wrapped... What did he wrap around the cube of butter? Was it bacon? No. It yeah, a, and then stuck it with a toothpick. And it's a toothpick. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There's that. Oh, I just, I just get yeah. sick thinking of that. That's so <laughs> gross. Um... This isn't a Simpsons uh, question, but I do have a question for you. Okay. Because I have my answer, and I'd like to know what are your favorite two words from The Simpsons ever? Back to back? Just, two no, words? just one, one phrase, two words that a character says or, you know, something that you saw. Like Icarumba? That's your favorite two words? No, yeah. it's not so, my favorite, yes. but that like would be... That. I have two words that just... Those two words just, like, make an entire image in my head that I just can't help but laugh. Two words. I'm, I'm laughing right now. <laughs> two words is awfully spelt. It's super um, short, right? But it's all I need from The Simpsons. Okay, well, you give me yours first to inspire right. me. Okay, my two words are Sears Catalog. Like that episode where, where home or uh, Mo is talking about it. Where Mo is talking about his his yes. night, and I don't have time for this. I have a hot day tonight. A day tonight. I've, I've and then eventually he gets down to Googling I'm going to go the all the girls <laughs> in the Victoria's Secret's catalog, and it still says and wrong. Serious catalog. catalog. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that uh, one where Homer is taking his GED, and he says uh, it's all true false. Yeah. And and he you know, says just just you know, do your best and you'll do fine. False. Uh, yeah, that it reminds me of that. Okay, so I, I see where you're going with that now, but I, I was not prepared for that particular right. line. I I like the challenge though of coming up with that. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'll need to think. Give well, it a, I mean, I'll yeah. stew on it a little bit. Yeah, for for our next stew podcast, that'll be it. that's our uh, that's our cliffhanger. Is okay. what are Jared's two words going to be? Mm. Hey, this is John. That was just the appetizer. You want a full course meal? Keep listening. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech. Smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at BodineLLC.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C dot com. Um, I'm also enjoying, another television show I'm enjoying is Taskmaster, which is a, there's, there's a whole slew of British quiz show uh, TV shows. Yes, they are. They seem to be, uh, what's the word? That seems to be their their primary industry. They're, they're right a little now. almost too prevalent. Yeah, I, I have to say. But I'm really enjoying one of them entitled Taskmaster, where uh, you the the 
the host is very entertaining, in my opinion. I need to watch some of his stand-up comedy. Who's the host? He's a good his name's Greg Davies, or Davis, one of those. Um, he's, he's tall, and he's very quick-witted, and apparently he used to be a uh, drama teacher. So imagine a drama teacher uh, just being a stand-up comic as well. You know, and saying, I don't know why you made that choice. That's a ridiculous choice. You really should have done this over here. So Taskmaster is you're trying to get, like, water from one thing into another without lifting this thing over here. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a, a good game exercise. Show element. Yeah, it's a good exercise in lateral thinking, and then they all compete against each other to see who wins at the end. Huh, I kind of like the idea of that. It's a, it's a very good show, and some of the tasks are just, like, well thought out. But others are just like, you know, lift up a table. Whoever proves that they're the strongest wins. Oh, yeah, that's not... So as some of them are just like... That's not as the one, the one that's really working is uh, they walk into the little house with all of the tasks and stuff, and they open up a box, and it says, here's $20. Buy a present for the taskmaster. You have 20 weeks. 20 and, weeks? Yeah, and so then they cut to the actual show later where they're all, you know, they've got their presents, and one guy, like, tattooed his name on his foot... Wow. And he came in second, if I remember right. Oh, that's a big price to pay for second place. <laughs> well, what beat that out? I don't remember. Because that's a, something. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. It's an enjoyable I, I show. I would get a temporary tattoo that would fade after three months. Right? No. I mean, you know? these these are all comedians buying for attention, so they they want to they wanna yeah, do that top that. thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, I enjoy British TV overall, though. I think there's a certain element there that we don't quite have that same magic in some of our shows. Yeah, I think they're faster. Maybe that's it. Like, uh, And there's something that's even slower but still amusing, like The Detectorists. Mm-hmm. You ever see that one? Um, a- another point about the, the British TV is most of those people that are on those quiz shows are all uh, uh, Oxford and Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon, or uh, those, those high, yeah. they're all Ivy League graduates. I wasn't aware of it's, that. It's very difficult to get into those quiz show groups if you don't know somebody who knows somebody. I have no, One thing I do like about watching those is I get to learn who all the British celebrities are. Yeah. Because here in America, we really don't know our British celebrities unless they've been imported here. And then if it's like Piers Morgan, we send them back anyway. Right. So He's, not, he's not done yet. Yeah. Put well, him back in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take him back when he's finished. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Fry is probably the most true British celebrity mm-hmm. that never really made it here, but at the same time is pretty well known here. Like, he's never done anything in America mm-hmm. much, uh, but at the same time, he's kind of a breakthrough in America. Like, people recognize Stephen Fry, uh, but they don't necessarily know who he is as well. So, like, oh yeah, I know him, but in, in England, he's like, I wouldn't say Tom Cruise, but he's certainly <laughs> a very recognizable celebrity. Oh, Tom Cruise, don't get me started on that guy. Yeah. Mission Impossible was decent. I didn't watch it, and you know what? I'm never going to. Is it because you hate him? I think it's Tom Cruise, yeah. I I hate to admit it, but thanks to my wife, I've gotten to the point where I really do appreciate his acting. What? I hate to say it, but the guy makes a good movie. There was a... uh, He does. There was a quote on Twitter um, that I enjoyed... that said that uh, Tom Cruise in this new uh, Mission Impossible uh, is the same age as Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> he has aged extremely well. I will give him that. And that's one thing my wife loves about him. 
My wife has a bit of a crush, a celebrity crush uh-huh. on Tom Cruise. No, I mean, all, all of our wives have crushes on people that we look a lot like. And, you know, you got the Tom Cruise thing going. Do, do you have a celebrity pass with your wife? Do you have a situation yeah, we, like that? We don't simply because I can't imagine, like, a celebrity that I'd be that into. You know? There's, there's nobody that I'd like, okay, oh, so I'm, I'm going to hit... If your wife gives you a celebrity pass... Yeah. Who would that celebrity pass be for? I, I can't. You have no idea. No, because like when I when I think about an an attractive celebrity, I also realize that there's all of this baggage that comes with it. And, oh yeah. And that attract and that you know character that I like from the movie is not the same person that this is I would not be, a long term relationship. It's a one time celebrity pass. But I would see that in in that one time. I would be like, you know, this is fake. It, it's a, it, is, it is a fantasy. It's not meant to be yeah. a, a new reality for you. But I guess you can't suspend that disbelief long enough to enjoy the moment. I, I would not be able to uh, imagine... I would not be able to suspend the belief in suspending the belief. So you wouldn't pick a celebrity pass for yourself at all? You wouldn't even have... No, I mean, I've, I've named names, but I mean, at, on top of that... It's not going to happen, so why no, even it's, worry it's about it? it's just an amusing, you know, it's like that kill, marry, sleep, sleep with yeah, yeah. game. It's not meant to be an actual exercise there. It's just a fun, uh, you know, Although exercise thing. is pretty accurate when we're talking about, you know, what I'd be doing with that. Depends celebrity. on how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so mine, my wife and I have established, mine is going to be Christina Ricci. She's our age. Um, I had I'm gonna, a crush on her. Grab my phone really fast. Just gonna Google her. And, uh, I had a crush on her since Casper, and it's an age-appropriate crush. Uh, nowadays, it would be creepy for me to say that, but I was the same age as her at the time that came out. Mm-hmm. She was also in uh, Adam's Family. She's Wednesday. Okay. I did not have a crush on her there or then. Um, I, actually, that would probably be the most but, for me. Really? Is, is the Wednesday. So if she's in Wednesday garb, send her on my way. Well, I and mean, then I'll ask my wife. Her now in that age would be, like I said, it's age appropriate. We're actually about the same age. But uh-huh. um, before I met my wife, I was kind of into Heather Graham, but uh, I was around yeah. uh, Austin Powers. I could. It, she seemed fun and interesting. Right. But I, again, you know, ha- if I if I actually met her. She would not be the character that I love no. in the movie. And I could not see myself actually being interested in her in a personal level in real life. I just don't see the depth. I'm not saying she's a shallow yeah. person. I don't know her that well. But I don't think her and I would actually have anything in common. Yeah, and, I feel like I could actually have a conversation with Christina Ricci. Yeah. I really do. I don't know why. It's all fantasy, I suppose. Yeah, that's... I, that's, I, I couldn't imagine, like... Because the scenario is, like, I guess you, you see them at the bar, and then you strike up a conversation, and it's magic, and then you go back to the house, I suppose, is... Well, is I mean, the, I can't... And, and frankly, I wouldn't do that Yeah. in real life. I'm very loyal to my wife. I don't think any right. of us are going to have that situation. It's just one of those... I think it actually was brought up because she wanted to have a pass for Tom Cruise. Right. I think my wife actually started yeah. the conversation. I think this is all for the girls. <laughs> it was. And it's never going to happen, so I'm like, sure, whatever, Tom Cruise, okay. And she's like, well, you have to have yours. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, you wouldn't like, if she was if she was tagging Tom Cruise, you wouldn't like film that? I don't think I'd want to be privy to that just, It just moment, seems like you, frankly, you, could, you could like sell that to TMZ. I mean, you're the opportunist here. I am the opportunist. <laughs> I'd find a way to make money off of that. Uh, I wouldn't be very happy with the situation, though, for the record. Yeah, all right. But yeah. Um, 
I mean, we've got more. St uh, uh, we did not have an invention in our last. Yeah. Podcast. Well, I can drop two right now. We've totally spaced on that. Um, one of the ideas that I had, they they have these frequent uh, pool parties at some of the casinos. Oh, I didn't know that. And they they have like uh, uh, DJs playing and stuff like that, and sometimes people bring like floats, and I have the perfect float to get you the honeys, to, to get like attention and all of the girls to come up to you on this pool float. It's the Titanic dresser. You bring, you bring the dresser into the Titanic, you blow it up, you sit on it, you're getting all the honeys. But there's only enough room for one. Although there is room, there for, is room two, for two, but you only get one on there. Right. <laughs> oh my that's, gosh. So that's, that's the invention that we should can have I, done last can week. I, can I just say something about that? The biggest joke has always been there was a lot more space on that board for than there, you know, Jack didn't have to be in the water no, while Rose was on there. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm guessing the buoyancy of that piece of wood was such that if they both were on the same piece, it wouldn't have suspended them high enough in the water to have been worth it. I'm pretty sure the Mythbusters did it. Oh, did they? Yeah. No, that was a Mythbusters episode? I think so. And what was their conclusion? That he would have, they would have both survived. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to find an out for Rose and Jack there. And no. I was going to say that maybe no. they tried it, but their, the weight uh, and the buoyancy only, wasn't enough to keep it afloat. For not only did Rose let her true love die there, she but did. then she came back with the jewel. She hid that jewel for centuries. Did nothing with it. And, and then, then came back and drops it. Oh, oops. Yeah. Really? It's got to be with you? That thing pissed me off. I got to admit, that part pissed me off. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that was dumb. But uh, I tried to give her an out. I, I understand that. the romance, but come on. Practicality. Yeah. Well, and it was kind of ironic that she said, I'll never let go, while she literally <laughs> let go of his hand as he sank to the bottom of the ocean. And then she let go of the jewel and dropped it into the bottom of the ocean, too. Right. So dumb. I don't see why there weren't riots. I don't know. All right, so that was the uh, the other invention. The uh, the new invention, I have a, a good one, but it'll take time to uh, uh, describe. So we're, we're since we're on a time crunch, I'm just gonna say emoji autocorrect because I can't tell you the number of times where I've been trying to find the right emoji, and I'm scrolling and scrolling and I can't find it. That it should pick which emoji you want. Well, based on what? The camera facial recognition? The look on your face? That'd work. Or just like what they're used to you using. Well, mine does that. My frequently used emojis show up in the section in the beginning. No, it should be an autocorrect where you're trying to put an emoji in and it automatically switches over to the other emoji that is more accurate to what you're typing. Well, mine does have it where you type in a word and it suggests emoji to replace the word. Does that... Help. That counts. Is Mine that, does that. Is that something that you do? My phone does that. So if you type in eggplant, yes, it'll, it'll show just me. give you the, well, you the know, emoji. Like, you know, like like it, like has that like it'll have the spelling suggestions and has like three along the top. Yeah. When I do like the word cool, it'll show the emoji with the sunglasses as an option. I tap that and it replaces the word cool with that emoji. Mine doesn't do that. Well, you're rocking a BlackBerry. This is an amazing BlackBerry, by the way, that only repeats letters every once in a while. It, it is a good BlackBerry, but it is 2018 and it's a BlackBerry, and therein lies the problem. Ten years ago, BlackBerries were pretty awesome. Yeah. Today? I'm just living in a time when America was great. You <laughs> make BlackBerries great again. You should wear a hat that's bluish colored, a dark blue color that says make blue BlackBerries great again that would be yeah. 
That'd be the new MAGA hats. That'd be awesome. Very excited for all of these inventions that we've come up yes, with here. Yes, the MAGA hat would make Blackberries great again. Uh huh. Well, I have to go and pretend like I know what I'm doing with my lesson today. Yeah. This was an enjoyable cast. We had a good time. I'm glad we that did. we did this again. Let's, uh, we should go be average elsewhere. And I'll come up with a catchphrase later. <laughs> I like yours better. Are you as full as I am? Thanks for having lunch with us today. You can subscribe to the Let's Do Lunch podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. We already made reservations at the next restaurant. Join us or we lose the good table. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C dot com.